Welcome to Wake Up and Listen with Don Burnett and Dr. Don. If you've been looking to get unstuck, have better relationships all around, release negativity, emotional blockages, and invite harmony into your life, you've stopped at the right place. Now, here are your co-hosts, Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Dawn Burnett. And I'm Dr. Dawn. It's our heart's desire this evening. We're going to help you get connected to how you can eat, think, and love your way to great health. To do that, Dawn, we have Heather Dane joining us. She's a health coach, 21st century medicine woman. Heather combines ancient wisdom from her Native American lineage with holistic health and nutrition training to offer the most cutting-edge prescriptive remedies for your health. She's co-authored two books with Louise Hay, Loving Yourself to Great Health, and The Bone Broth Secret, A Culinary Adventure in Health, Beauty, and Longevity. She's a regular contributor to Mind Body Green, as well as other publications, and she, Don, has her own Hay House radio show that airs on Mondays. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hi, Don. Hi, Dr. Don. It's great to hey, be here. you bet. How are you this evening? Fabulous. It's been a good day. Wonderful. Now, are you still traveling or are you back home? I'm home and I'm about to travel to North Dakota tomorrow. Wow, you've been busy. I love catching up with you on Facebook, seeing all the adventure and the coverage that you've been doing as well. It's our honor to have you this evening. We're looking forward to uncovering some ways on how we can gain back our right to great health. Excellent. I know in your book, Heather, you mentioned um, your book, Loving Yourself to Great Health, that if you experience a health challenge, it's kind of like life's way of inviting you to start loving yourself more. Can you expand more on that? Sure, absolutely. I really believe after the experiences that I've had in my own health journey, as well as sort of diving into epigenetics, which is the... Uh, how we look at our genetic conditions and what is actually happening outside of our genetics that's influencing our health. I've learned that 95% of our health is actually based off of what we consume, our thoughts, our food, and our lifestyle, and that 5% is based on our genetics. So as I was thinking about looking back at my own life, um, part of this idea about our bodies is that they, they speak to us in symptoms. So our body has its own language and how it speaks to us, and, and our intuition is also in our body. We've been taught to not listen to our symptoms. We've actually been taught to take a pill and make it go away. We want to get out of the discomfort as soon as possible, and that's completely understandable. But we miss the step and the opportunity to ask our bodies what, it, what they want us to know. Uh, I actually had, I was considered a medical mystery most of my life. I had a um, chronic debilitating pain from the time that I was 10 years old. I really had a difficult time digesting food and and things just continued to escalate while doctors couldn't figure out what to do with me. And it wasn't until I was 37 that I got diagnosed with an incurable and untreatable genetic condition. And by the time I had been diagnosed, I had already learned how to work with the symptoms that I had by using food as my medicine and by shifting my thoughts and my lifestyle. And I actually found myself healed from the symptoms that I had before I even got that diagnosis where I was told that I had an untreatable and incurable 
situation. When that happened, I started to dive very deeply into um, genetics and into trying to understand how it was that I could have a genetic condition that was incurable and still have healed myself using food as medicine. I think that um, today I would say that I'm glad that I had that because it gave me the opportunity to really change my life. I think most of us, when we have a crisis, whether it's with health or in our life, it, it requires us to get through the crisis to sort of dig deep, find out what, what we really need to do to move forward. And with a health condition, we always have the opportunity to sort of look at our lives and say, what do I need to do to help myself heal? Most of the time we're saying I need to rest a little bit more. I need to look at my relationships a little bit differently and maybe declutter and clean them up a little bit. I need to look at how I've been thinking and clean that up a little bit to make space for healing. And as all of this happens, we have the opportunity to create a life for ourselves that's more in, in alignment with who we are and how we want to be living. And I think most of the healing stories that I've heard from my own clients, from from uh, the, from inspiring stories of healing, most of the people who actually were able to do that found a way to get through the difficulty by transforming their life. And how do you feel that we can help to try and make this shift? Because I I totally, of course, get what you're saying. But I meet so many people, and you can speak into them exactly what we're talking about tonight, but they're so conditioned or brainwashed, for lack of better words, to running off to the doctor and taking that pill, like you said, for a quick fix. How do we kind of help make that shift within them? Well, I think that um, somebody once told me years ago when I had left my corporate job to pursue a deeper dive into nutrition and to really start working with healing people, working with people to heal chronic conditions, somebody once told me that we have to let people come to the place where they have decided in their lives that they've had enough and that they want to make a different change. Because I I really, when it comes to people who want to go the pharmaceutical route or go the traditional medical route or even go the surgical route, I always believe that everybody's doing what they feel is best in their heart. And if that's best for them, then that's, that, that's amazing. Then they can find their healing in that way. At some point, many of us today, like when, when we look at autoimmune conditions and we look at all of the sort of incurable situations that are happening today, there are, there are people getting to the point where, where the medical system is not helping them anymore. Or there's also the people who say, the medical system could help me with drugs, but I feel deep in my heart that I need to go a different way. And so those are the people, I think, who usually will, will uh, start by having a life shift and really looking at things differently and starting to peel away the layers. I, I find that it's a little bit more challenging when people really want to go the route of the medical mainstream. I have mothers who um, have had children who have depression, and the mothers don't like, like the pharmaceutical industry, but the children actually will, the only thing they really want to do is to take an antidepressant. And the moms who feel nervous about that, I always say, you know, they may have, the child, your child may have to go through this experience. And this is what they, their choice is. So we have to somehow find a way to accept the route that they want to take. And at some point, one of, one of the moms that I worked with, her daughter eventually came back around and started changing her diet and got off of her antidepressants. So I think the, the people will find their way when, when their heart starts speaking to them and they feel directed to go a different route. 
Great advice. Yeah, you know, uh, that's absolutely true, uh, Heather. Uh, you know, the mass, this mass media misinformation today, and that's basically a tradition, traditional, conventional, uh, the medical paradigm in this country, which is obviously the pharma medical uh, complex. And uh, it's absolutely true. I work in a health food store now, and uh, I consult with people all the time. And I see all the conditions that people are fed up with their blood tests, x-rays, CAM scans, and all the mess. And they want to do something naturally, something alternative, because they realize the other part, uh, they're really basically taking on uh, another poison when they're when they're taking on a drug. And so many of times, uh, I would say nine out of ten times, they can get well without taking uh, the medical intervention. So uh, yeah. it is absolutely true. Uh, we are so disconnected from Mother Nature today. I mean, it's amazing. We have a yeah. human, and and then you know this Mother Nature. Well, the disconnect is re- really basically the traditional medicine uh, paradigm today, which is disease care, not health care. People are starting right. to realize health care is where it's at, not disease care. Right. And like you mentioned, patching up the or covering up the symptoms. It's it, exactly, Dr. Don. And what's so interesting with, with the field of epigenetics is that we know from science now that the, the levers that we pull when somebody has a health condition is um, we look at food, we look at thoughts, and we look at lifestyle. Now, there are some scientists who are actually looking for drug um, drug fixes to genetic conditions. But the conversation that's happening behind the scenes that nobody's really talking about is, and the scientists will tell you if pressed, that when, when, you, when you apply a drug to a genetic condition, we don't know what other genes it's going to turn on or turn off in the body. When you apply food or a supplement, a natural supplement or an herb, it has what they call a pleiotropic effect, which means that when I, when I use food, it's going to have many unexpected benefits. When I apply a drug, it, it, it may have many unexpected side effects that are not so good. So I feel safer applying food or, or lifestyle changes because I know that it has a lot of ripple effects that are positive and, and oftentimes unexpected. That's right. I think, you know, cellular recognition is where it's at. You mentioned uh, the field of epigenetics, which is the environment. Let's just speak of an individual cell, and there's like 50 to 100 trillion in the body. Well, every cell uh, has got uh, the membrane, it's got the brain of the cell, uh, right. and, and then all the receptor sites, and they look at what you've been thinking, the thoughts make chemistry and all the food, water, air, and everything, and they select and they pick in things that they recognize. Well, they recognize 100% whole food. They really don't recognize man-made chemistry. That's really the problem. Exactly. That's exactly right. So really what this is coming down to, Heather, is our health is a mirror relationship with ourself and our choices. And a big choice that a lot of us Americans have made today is to max out our schedules. And so stress has become a big problem today. And with electronics, it just keeps speeding everything up. And that, of course, can affect our thoughts, which also affects our health. It's a big, vicious cycle. It is. And, I mean, if we all just asked ourselves, would I choose this maxed out schedule? Would I choose this if I, if, all, if I didn't have to worry about the things I'm worrying about, paying my bills, my obligations, my job, would I choose this? 
And I don't think anybody would say, yes, I would choose a maxed out schedule. And if we're not choosing it from, from the, our place of balance or from our heart, we can be sure that we're doing something that's not in the best interest of our bodies. What can tend to happen then is that we start to dump things that we need, you know, because we're now running on adrenaline. We're starting to dump minerals. We have a worldwide problem around mineral deficiency right now. It's creating a lot of mood issues, a lot of digestive issues, and, um, and it's sort of a domino effect when it comes to health because minerals are the spark plugs of the body. They give us our energy. We can't have energy without magnesium. Magnesium is attached to APT, ATP to create energy. So minerals are sort of the spark plugs in the lifeblood of our energy system. Once we get stressed and we start dumping those, and oh, by the way, we dump B vitamins, which are our moods and our nervous system and things like that, we start to lose all of the things that keep us feeling really good and keep us moving. So we're trying to move faster, but we're losing all the things that will help us move. Absolutely. And that's where we start to get into, yeah, we start to get into like gut problems and insomnia. And it, and it, it is, like you said, Dawn, a vicious cycle. Absolutely. So it's definitely time that we all wake up and start to make that choice to take control of our health. We're getting ready to take a commercial break. When we come back, Heather's going to supply some simple steps on how we can get connected to more loving ourselves. We'll be back in a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free Five Keys to Unlocking Success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. 
Welcome back, listeners. It's time to wake up and listen. We've been talking today with our guest, Heather Dane, about how our lifestyle choices can derail our health. And we were just finishing out the segment there on stress. And I love what you were saying, Heather, that when these maxed out schedules, if we really stop and think for a moment, if we weren't responsible for all of our bills and everything that it is that we're striving to achieve, would we really personally be choosing to have maxed out schedules? And the simple answer to that is no. I believe that we would not. And so with that, we had talked about how our thoughts are making us sick Can you supply our listeners with some ways that they can turn off the negative programming of maybe past experience or current experiences? Yeah, you know, it's a good question, Dawn, because there are all these techniques that are out there. And I remember when I was first starting to turn my health around, one of the things that I started doing was catching my thoughts because I think that we're so used to thinking negatively we're so used to, if you think of like an autoimmune condition, it's, it's uh, um, the body attacking healthy tissue. And if you think about our thoughts, a lot of times we're attacking ourselves with our thoughts. We're thinking, you know, I'm not good enough or I can't do that. Or I'm not, I had somebody come to me once and say, um, I really don't like my job, but I can't leave because I have to pay my bills. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a, um, and that's obviously a person who's being very responsible about wanting to meet their financial obligations. But once she said that, she closed the door to any opportunity that she could have to change her situation because maybe there's a job that's more in alignment with something that she wants to do or there's a different way to solve, to tackle it. And I work with people all the time on that because I used to be in business. I work on business and health. So if somebody's coming to me with a problem, like I really need to pay my bills, but this job is sucking the life out of me, we start to work on alternatives. And the first thing that has to happen is a thought has to change. So I say, you know, first, just become aware of the content of your thoughts. If you find yourself saying, I can't do that because, then say, well, what if I could do that? Mm. And I don't have to have the answer right now, but I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe maybe there's an answer for me. I'm just going to be open to it. If you say, you know, I, I'm not good enough, well, maybe I am good enough. I'm open to thinking I'm good enough. And then maybe you get to the point where you can start saying I'm good enough and you start saying affirmations. The basic ones that Louise Hay always teaches is I love myself and I am safe. I love and that. those two affirmations are pretty soothing. I mean, most of the time we're scaring the crap out of ourselves. You know, we're <laughs> lying awake at night saying, yeah. how am I going to do this? I'm, I'm terrified. I've got to do this big meeting tomorrow and I'm not prepared. And we're, we're sort of scaring ourselves all night long and wondering why we can't get to sleep. But if we were just to say, I'm open to loving myself, I'm open to believing it'll be okay, or I love myself, I'm safe, it can sort of start to put to soothe us. It's what we would say to a child if the child was scared about something. So I think the first thing is catch yourself and pay attention to what you're doing to yourself with your thoughts. And then I always also say take action. You know, like if you're afraid of something, I remember when I was in corporate, I, my, I was working with a coach and she said, I was working from, you know, I'd have to get in at 6 a.m. because we'd have a meeting early. The company was going through a lot of stuff. And then there'd be a 6 p.m. meeting. And I was wanting to exercise and eat dinner and have, you know, a normal life. And I was trying to figure out how to do that. And she said, well, why don't you work at home at least for one of those meetings so that you could, you know, be able to exercise and do the things you need to do and then go in after that. And I said, I can't do that. 
My bosses are in these meetings. They're there. They're the ones who pay my checks. And I'm thinking, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. And as I heard myself getting angry, I thought, I, I stopped and I thought, oh, what if I could do that? And that's when I decided I was going to work at home for some of that, um, the, for the morning meeting. And I asked my boss about it and it was perfectly fine. It was wow. nobody cared because they were so happy with the work that I was doing. They didn't mind if I needed to work at home in the morning to bring some balance into my life. But I had actually firmly believed that I could not do that and it was impossible. So I think even just trying something that you think might not be possible and realizing that it actually might be perfectly fine, um, taking action can make a big difference. Great uh, I think that that um, you know, things like meditation, even if you made time for five minutes or one minute in the morning before you jump out of bed, even for a minute to visualize your day going really well or visualizing your body being healthy um, can make a huge difference. Absolutely. You know, you've mentioned a couple of times a word that I want to touch upon for our listeners. And you had written in your book that there are a hundred different autoimmune, and autoimmune being the key word here, conditions, and nearly 24 million Americans have been diagnosed with this illness, and then I feel that there's a lot probably that have been overlooked as well, and they're still trying to figure out what the problem for their disease is. Is it the thoughts, or is it food? Because you had also mentioned, you know, what doesn't grow, don't eat it. So what do you feel is the main trigger for causing these autoimmune disorders? I think that it's, it's, it's our thoughts, our food, and our lifestyle. It's how we've chosen to live our lives. And, and this, I'm not saying this with blame with anyone at all, because I th- I, I'm not a person who believes that perfect health means you're perfect. I think we all find our places, ourselves in a place where our health may be an issue. And I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a supporter of, of people who get into the spiritual community and say it's because you're not thinking right or you're not doing something right. I really believe that health issues come up as an opportunity for us to make a shift in our lives. There is brain tissue, not only in our brain, but there's brain tissue in the heart and there's brain tissue in the gut. And there's a vagus nerve, which is the longest cranial nerve that, that connects the three of them like a superhighway, information superhighway. And it's kind of brilliant in a way because the brain in our head is usually the one that's saying, do this, do this, do this to fit in, do this to pay the bills, do this to follow the rules. It's also the one that stops us from doing our, going towards our dreams because we get scared. Mm. The brain no. in our heart and the brain in our gut doesn't get scared about stuff like that. The brain in our heart and the brain in our gut have been pushed deep into our bodies to figure out what we really need because our intuition is in our body. And those brains influence the brain in the head. The brain in the gut, if that isn't healthy and it's not working, if the gut's not healthy and working, the heart goes and the brain goes. We start getting heart issues. We start getting brain issues. There's a lot of science around that. So we need to nourish our bodies in order for the heart and the brain to work. Yes. And so I think that if, you know, when it comes to, well, what, is, what does it mean to nourish your body? Well, it means eating food that works for you. So really listening to what you're eating instead of opening a package and multitasking and not paying attention. Really listening to how, how you feel nourished as you, as you eat that food. And it means um, really looking at what the content of our thoughts, because if I'm putting negative thoughts into my, 
into my head, like we were talking about before, we get that vicious cycle of stress and I'm dumping all my minerals and my B vitamins that I need to be healthy. So it's kind of like we need to feed all three brains. We need to feed our heart with with doing what it is we love to do and being with people we love to be with. We need to feed our head with really good thoughts and we need to feed our gut with natural food from the earth because we are nature beings and that's the food that is designed to help us stay really healthy. Oh, absolutely true. I like to go back to what you were talking about thoughts. You know, I I always tell people uh, thoughts are just not empty little things. They go through your head or and that's the end of them. But thoughts are chemistry. Uh, they make uh, chemistry in the body and uh, they make good chemistry. Good thoughts make good chemistry and bad thoughts make bad chemistry. So the chemistry goes right down by emotions into every cell in the body so that inside the cell, right into the nucleus of the gene and the DNA, all of those will line up healthfully if they are programmed habitually with healthy thoughts. So there's a saying that says, you know, you become what you think about. Uh, You are what your thoughts make of you. I mean, it's so true, so true. And today in our country, we don't take time out to smell the roses. We do a lot of multitasking. And to me, multitasking means multi-stressing. And that means multi-disease causing. Uh, right. we, don't, we don't have a balanced lifestyle in the country. I always tell people, look at the twin scales, you know, left and right. They should be equally uh, distant from the ground, uh, from the right. table. Uh, that's harmony and balance. And we are out of harmony, out of balance with Mother Nature today. And that's, we're paying the price for it. Yeah, and if you think about it, you know, we all came here with a purpose and we all came here to do something and we can get lost really easily. I know I did, you know, we can get lost very easily trying to follow the rules and pay the bills and and our bodies don't want us to get lost. They want us to, to you know, the, the, there's a brain in the gut and a brain in the heart for a reason. Our bodies want us to come to do what we came here to do. And so... A health issue oftentimes in Native American medicine, one of the biggest things we look at is um, unfulfilled desires of the soul. That's part of the health equation. And so when we're looking at people, we look at, at whether they have unfulfilled desires of the soul. And when we start working at that level, we see a lot of people healing. When I first started, when I first left my corporate job and I started coaching, I was doing business coaching and I was working at the level of unfulfilled desires of the soul and 100% of my clients got healthier. And that's when I decided I needed to hang up my shingle as a health coach because I had been studying nutrition since college. I had been studying nutrition to try to figure out how to heal my own chronic health issues. And I knew that my passion was really to help people heal. But it really gave me that opportunity to see that if we work at the level of unfulfilled desires of the soul, we're working at the level of helping people deal with that intuitive part of their um, body, the, the, the gut brain and the heart brain that are so important to help us keep to our purpose and and live out what we came here to do. Absolutely. Good point. And I love what you say in your book, you are worth it. I think from a lot of people in the past and everything that they've been through, this language may be very hard for them to comprehend right now and a lot of toxicity that they've lived through that it sounds like the first thing that they need to come to terms with is that they are worth it. And it yeah. is worth investing in themselves, taking control to just wake up and realize that their life really does matter. We're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we'll be discussing ways on how we can now restore our digestion. Stay tuned.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, listeners. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with our guest today, Heather Dane, Amazing conversation and uncovering the truth about how food is affecting our health. And two of the biggest things I want to address, Heather, that a lot of people have confusion about because the Internet can be a blessing or a curse, a curse in the sense that it can be overloaded, too much information, and people just aren't sure what to believe. So when it comes to our health, where does gluten and soy stack up in the equation? It's, it's a good question, you know, because we hear a lot about both of them. And, and soy was once this giant health food that everybody was saying run out and eat, and it's been put into a lot of processed health foods. And uh, soy is often um, genetically modified. We've heard a lot about GMO foods, genetically modified organisms, Genetically modified really just means that Monsanto has created a seed called Round, a Roundup Ready seed that um, the plants are, are planted with, and then that means that uh, a toxic herbicide called glyphosate has to be sprayed on them. And glyphosate, a couple of different things happen here. One is that the plant, when, it, when it's been encoded in that way with that type of a seed, feels like it doesn't need to work so hard to with its own natural biology to get rid of pests and usually when a plant has to sort of build its plant muscles in order to make a good our food it has more antioxidants it grows up strong with all kinds of antioxidants but when we get into GMO foods they feel like they they kind of get lazy and the plant doesn't 
need to create the antioxidant. It doesn't need to do what it would do if it had to live without all of the toxic herbicide on it. So it doesn't create the amount of antioxidants. So we're finding a lot of foods today that are not as antioxidant rich as they used to be. Also, glyphosate has been found to be a, a potential carcinogen. That's about as far as as the um, an environmental agency was willing to talk about, but they're saying it's a, a possible carcinogen. Aside from that, what we know is happening with glyphosate is that it is killing the bacteria in our body, so we all have an ecosystem of good and bad bacteria in our gut, and that good and bad bacteria act as a health team for us. They help us digest, and they get us the vitamins we need, and they are responsible if the community is healthy. They will actually communicate healthy messages up to the brain. If the community is not healthy, the community will, will broadcast messages of distress up to the brain. That community is also considered auxiliary DNA, which means that they can turn on or turn off genetic switches. So they're very important to our health. And when we start eating things that kill them, then we open up our guts to possible pathogenic state where we have an overrun of bad bacteria and that then things start to get out of balance. So also if since glyphosate is kind of killing our mineral status, they, they minerals start getting out of balance in the body and now we've got a situation where things are starting to become problematic. So from a genetically modified perspective, I always recommend people choose organic food. So if you're going to eat soy, choose organic, but I would recommend skipping unfermented soy and going for fermented soy. Fermented soy has been fermented by good bacteria, and it's an entirely different food than unfermented soy. So things like miso soup, which have been found to have anti-cancer properties, and for people going through chemotherapy and radiation or um, breast cancer, miso soup has been shown to be very healthy. So I would say if you're going to go for miso, go for a, or go for soy, go for a fermented organic soy. And from a gluten perspective, there are a lot of theories about gluten. I think that gluten, if, it, if we weren't having factory farming practices and genetically modified foods and soils that are, that are de- deficient in minerals, I think we might find gluten not to be so bad. But the gluten that we have today and the way that it's been farmed today, what we end up with is something that in a mineral deficient body, so most of us are mineral deficient unless we're really working on our mineral status. Gluten in a mineral deficient body is very toxic. Oftentimes, copper is, is high in the body and it shouldn't be. And so when copper gets high, gluten starts becoming a major issue, even for people who don't have a celiac gene. They, they can still have problems with gluten. And what can start to happen is the, um, the brain can start to, when you eat gluten, not only does it upset the gut and create gut issues, it can also create brain fog and mood disorders because we're just not equipped to be dealing with gluten given our current status of, of mineral deficiency. I also think that if the soil had the minerals that it was supposed to have, then the gluten that was grown would have more minerals in it. So I think what we're seeing is just a a real big mineral deficiency, and this product that we have today is not the same as it would have been hundreds of years ago. It's absolutely true, uh, Heather. Uh, You know, you talk about the uh, defense of a plant. If the plant doesn't have uh, its own natural resistances like the phytosterols, all those plant-based nutrients to fight off bugs and for survival, uh, then it doesn't gain strength. And we're eating a, a food 
that is, or, or a plant that is, have, has less than good nutrition because that is transferred to us. The plant's defense yeah. becomes our plant defense. Well, then you look at yeah. humans today, especially the children, but even adults, where they're on antibiotics constantly for ear infections, which is really basically a depletion in, the, in their environment, especially in the food chain. And, and, and so, therefore, humans eat these worn-out plants, and then the, and we're worn out. And then on top of that, uh, they're taking the antibiotics, uh, which stop the body from uh, the immune system from being strong to have its own battles in making up the soldiers and, and uh, keeping them in storage for the next time they fight a certain bacteria or virus. So, I mean, right. we're losing on both ends. Right. And if you look at the way our ancestors prepared grains, it was different. They fermented grains and they also soaked grains. So they got rid of um, gluten and, and grains come with phytic acid. That was their protection against pests. And the phytic acid binds with minerals, which means it's going to make things even worse in a mineral deficient body. So if we were taking gluten, a, a wheat product that was not bleached by the food manufacturing industry, and we soaked the grain and we prepared it the way they did, or we created a sourdough bread, then when we ferment that grain, we're actually, when we ingest the bread, eating the bread with gluten-loving bacteria already in it. So we're giving our bodies back what they might be missing in terms of even the bacteria that know how to digest gluten. And that's what our ancestors did. They, they prepared it properly, and they sent it into the body with already its own little kit of bacteria to help it digest. And so they had a much easier time. They weren't having all the gluten issues that we're having today. Yeah, and we're talking about with trying to avoid, you know, and be gluten-free, the prices tend to be higher. And then we're talking about non-GMO. We're talking about organic. I know there are a lot of listeners right now that are probably thinking, but I'm on a tight budget. I can't afford to eat that way. What is your advice? Yeah, I, it's it's a, always a tough one, and I think that that the the thing is, if we start to shift our habits around, we can get much more budget friendly about our food. So one example is um, we have twenty five percent waste of food in the in in the kitchens across the country, and if we were to start to make our own food a little bit, because if I if I went out and bought a gluten free product, or I went out and bought a, a product that was already prepared, or even a prepared meal, I'm going to be spending more money than if I make it at home. And now we get into the do I have the time to do it? I really think that if we either um, if we could make a little bit of time to make some food. It, Already the budget would go down, but then think about things like you're cutting up vegetables and you take the, the ends of the vegetables, the stems of kale, the skins of onions, the, um, the woody parts of the asparagus that we cut off that usually go into the trash. And now we save it and we make that we can throw it in the freezer until you're ready to make soup. And now you take that, the vegetable scraps, you take your chicken carcass if you're eating meat and your, any of the bones and, and meaty bones that you've used in your meals, and you put them into a crock pot, and you cover it with water, and you're making a soup. You can just do vegetables for 45 minutes, simmer it, not even to a boil, but just a slow roll, and you've got vegetable soup, and you've got um, a stock that you can use for to soak your grains and cook your grains and, and make other 
foods, you've already reduced your waste. And I've found like with bone broth, for example, if you're eating meat, you can take your chicken carcass, you're using it again to make another meal. That meal has all these nutrients in it. You don't have to go out and buy green powders and they're pricey. You can use that vegetable broth as a green powder or the bone broth as a, um, a protein drink so that you don't have to go out and buy all of those accessories. You're also reusing all of the scraps that you would have normally thrown away. So I think that if we start to rethink how we're managing our kitchens, we don't get to, you know, we used to go to home ec, you know, back in the day, people used to go to home ec and learn how to cook. We don't know how to cook anymore. A few skills in the kitchen could really change budgets. I don't, I barely go out to eat anymore because I can make better, higher quality food at home. Doesn't mean I don't go out, but my whole sort of, um, budget around what I spend on food and what I spend on, on fancy accessories like whey, like protein powders and green powders has changed because I've learned how to do some, a few tricks in my kitchen that allow me to utilize things over and over again that I wouldn't have done before. It just, if we, if we were to sort of, rethink that a little bit. You can make a, a, a grain-free bread at home pretty fast and without even having to knead it or anything. You can throw it in a food processor, throw in a few ingredients, and you've got a, a grain-free bread so you don't have to go spend all that extra money on the prepared breads at the store. You know, you talk about bone broth. Uh, people come into a health food store and they're looking for glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, and stuff like that, hyaluronic acid. Right. Well, you get all of that stuff from the bone broth. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, they had all the bones, throw them in a huge pot, put a, a bunch of water in there and let it simmer on low for like 10 or 12 hours or something. And then, you know, they make a soup from that. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's foundational nutrition for the animal because his bones is his foundation of his of his frame. And uh, right. so when we eat the whole the whole animal with the bone broth, uh, that all those phytonutrients, uh, plant, uh, not plant-based, but animal-based nutrients from the bones offers phenomenal, phenomenal minerals and everything else that you mentioned earlier. Right. And, you know, I, Dr. Don, I didn't, I didn't know this back um, when I was, you know, 17 years ago when I was first starting my journey, but I, I would buy these really expensive potions to yep. get my hair and skin looking better and, and nails and things like that. I don't have to do any of that anymore with bone broth because there's collagen in it. And collagen is your hair, your skin, your nails, your eyes, your heart, your digestive organs. It is the most supportive. It's the most abundant protein in the body. And Louise Hay and I like to call it the great supporter. If you need more support in your life, you very likely need some collagen in your body. It holds everything up. It holds everything together. And you're, suddenly your hair, skin, and nails start looking really good. And you don't have to buy fancy things anymore to do your hair, skin, and nails because it's all happening from the inside. So that's why I say start looking differently at all of the things that you've been doing. Suddenly your, your lotions, you don't have to spend much money on that anymore. You know, some people are using coconut oil on their skin instead. So you can start changing um, all of the things that you were doing and spending money on because your food is starting to give you everything you need. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather, for shedding light on all of this and how we can help ourselves, love ourselves more, prevent disease. It's really all about switching gears and creating a new perspective about our health and body. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break, but Heather, can you real quick tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and tune into your radio show? 
Absolutely. You can go to heatherdane.com, and that's my website. And um, I'm at, at Heather Dane Medicine Woman on Facebook, and I always answer people in, on, in when we're communicating on Facebook. So that's a great place. And then hayhouseradio.com. My show is called Loving Yourself to Great Health, and it's on Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. Great, great advice. All right, listeners, it's time to take control of your health. When we come back, Dr. Don and I are going to share some of our own truths about how our thoughts affected our eating choices and our health. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, listeners. We've been talking about ways to improve your health, and we hope that you enjoyed Heather Dane as much as we did. Absolutely fantastic information, power-packed talk in a very short period of time, so it's definitely one of those shows you want to go back, re-listen to, and maybe take a few notes to get your health on track. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don. Hello there, everybody. It's me again. Um, Don, I want to share with our listeners some secrets about food and thoughts and how they've affected our lives. So is there anything I have a ton to share, but what would you like to share as far as at maybe at one point in your life that I don't even know about? Maybe you weren't always into health and made some poor health choices as far as your eating habits and it derailed yeah. your health. Well, when I was young, oh, you know, like 8, 9, 10, 12, 15, I was a very fast eater. I mean, I wolfed down food, and I always had a stomach problem. And so uh, that was just typical for me, and I was always 
sick to my stomach. And I realized after a while that it was I was eating too fast, but nobody ever said that. My parents didn't really realize it, but I had to slow down. Just slowing down totally took away my problem in my gut. Uh, I'm an Italian guy, and uh, you know I eat too many carbohydrates and starches, which all turn to sugar. Not very good. But you know what Heather talked about? She said 5% of conditions are genetic, and if even that amount, in the 95 plus percent are due to our environment. Um, you know what we choose, how we live, and that affects all the conditions that we come down with. You got to figure this: 30,000 different named conditions that we have we call diseases in this country they're really symptoms the body's talking to you hey you idiot you're doing something and it's making me sick once you stop what you're doing and you'll have your health back okay uh, you know the body's a great balancer it doesn't punish us it just lets us know that's what symptoms are for they're telling us something's wrong you're out of harmony with your body and so uh, you know, and so what it tells you, 95% of the time, guess what? You are in control. It's your choices that are killing you or making you healthy. So when you're eating those carbohydrates, they make you sleepy, right? Absolutely right. They make sugar, and sugar will slow down your blood flow, make you acidic. If you get slow down blood flow, you get less nutrition going to where it should be, and you get less oxygen. Yeah, and I think that's important to note because I don't think a lot of us take inventory of how many carbs we're actually eating, which takes me to, wow, let me think, at least 10 years ago before I was a vegetarian, vegetarian by choice, my health was a train wreck. And you didn't even know me that far back, Don, but you have had the wonderful pleasure of reading my book, True Confessions of the Heart, available in Barnes and Nobles and on Amazon. And in there, I talk all about how my son at the age of two had an overcompromised immune system, pushed him into vaccinations. Then he got the leaky gut, the uh, celiac disease, everything that Heather was mentioning. So we had that going on, and then my health was a complete train wreck. And I'm a prototype of what she was saying because I was in a toxic marriage of 15 years. So here you have toxic thoughts, poor food choices, and those combined, I was a train wreck. It was affecting the brain and every condition of the the heart, the brain, the gut, the everything. And fortunately, I always say I went back to college to save my son's life, but really I went back to college to save both of our lives and was able to completely restore both of our health by going back and learning. And of course, the main focus in alternative medicine program is nutrition because that is the foundation of health is the nutrition and then the thoughts and everything else. So in leaving that marriage, in choosing to become a vegetarian and taking everything I knew in college, that's how I was able to reverse my health. So it wasn't just becoming vegetarian. It wasn't just learning. And now, of course, since then, it's all about the GMOs. And I was already into the organic, but now I watch the GMOs. So there's other factors now playing in. And it is definitely worth every single penny. It was worth leaving the toxic marriage, taking control of my health. It's worth the extra And I'm not even so sure it's extra. I don't look at it as extra expenditure on groceries because 
I was in and out of hospitals every single year that I was married to that man in a toxic relationship. And it's nothing putting on him. It's just creating an awareness of what was happening with my body. And if you don't think medical care today is expensive, hello, just go to the emergency room. Even if you have insurance and find out what your copay is, it can definitely set you back. So I always like to look at it as pay now or pay later. Take your pick. Really excellent point, Don. You know what uh, Heather mentioned earlier? She we talked about thoughts, and thoughts are things. And I mentioned about uh, good thoughts make good chemistry. Well, guess what? Your bad food, uh, overly processed, genetically modified, hybridized, whatever, uh, uh, and grown on worn out soil, that makes bad chemistry in the body. But the thoughts are the big thing because spirituality wise, we're not talking about religion or church. We're talking about love. And if you have an absence of love in your life, it's, there's no voids in, in, uh, in uh, life. If you're 50% loving, well, you've got 50% something else, which is unloving, which is bad chemistry. So it behooves you to line up your thoughts with healthy thoughts. If you have resentment and anger and jealousy and all that stuff, you're making bad chemistry. You know when you've been really upset about something? I mean, you just were livid over something, and then... You, your underarms stink like crazy, you know? Well, that's, you think maybe just bad chemistry is just under the armpit? Hell no. How did it get there? Came from all over the place inside the body. So if you got bad body odor, obviously you've got bad chemistry. Find the source. Is it food? Is it water? Is it air? Or is it your thinking? Stinking thinking, as we call it. So you have to pay attention to toxins in the body because you're either getting healthy or you're getting sick. There's no in-between. It's a constant roller coaster. So take the ride up. Become a more loving person in everything that you do 24-7. You know, there's a common thread. And I know... There might be difficulty for somebody who hasn't been listening to every episode we've had, but there's a common thread, and it's one word, and it's called connect. Connect, my brand. And there's a reason for that. Connect your thoughts with your body. Connect your food choices, your lifestyle choices. All of these things start with you. You hold the power of choice to make a difference. Like Barbara DeAngelis had mentioned in her book, you're never stuck because you have a choice. So it's learning to exercise that choice that you have and just having that paradigm shift and connect. Absolutely. That word connect on, you always use that and that's brilliant because if we don't connect individual cells with good nutrition, you're a dying person. But this nature seven doctors, I've said this before, food, water, air, rest, exercise, sunshine, and power of the mind. Those are the things that are in our environment, epigenetics, that influence us uh, for health or disease. You're either going one way or the other. Health is light, disease is darkness, like a dimmer switch. Where are you? Turned on, partially, wherever, all over the place. So your life is in your hands, folks, You know, and that's what Heather talked about. What she talked about was brilliant. She was knowledgeable with a capital K equals truths with a capital T. She wasn't full of information. She was full of knowledge. What she was said was always was, always was true, is true, and always will be. Absolutely. So the bottom line here, listeners, this evening and throughout all these shows that we're having to help you out, it's all about waking up, connecting, taking control of your health, 
and your life because your life matters. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions about our show, please email us at wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Just put in the search, Wake Up and Listen Radio. Tweet us at A New Dawn Natural. Be sure and use the hashtag Wake Up and Listen Radio. That's all we have time for now. Tune in next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking with Yogi Emrit Desai about the healing power of spirituality. Thanks for tuning in. That's all we have time for. Thank you for tuning in this week. Wake Up and Listen is broadcast live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to join Don Burnett and Dr. Don again for our next show. 